This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Side Hustlers. I'm your host from iHeartRadio, Carla Marie. This podcast highlights people who do extra work just to do what they love, and it's essentially turned into my very own side hustle. I host a morning show in Seattle on 106.1, which is an iHeartRadio station, uh, with my best friend, Anthony. It's called The Carla Marie and Anthony Show, and you can hear it on our iHeartRadio app live from anywhere, or you can actually hear the on-demand version wherever you listen to podcasts. I got my start in radio at Elvis Duran in the Morning Show, a nationally syndicated show based in New York City. Now, the reason I'm telling you all of this is because this week's guest wouldn't be in my life without Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Ricky and Jake are two of my former interns, and I love these two as if they were my own siblings. Like, seriously, feel like almost like a proud mom, actually, when I hear the amazing things that they're doing. They're side hustling and straight up hustling. They've been knocked down plenty of times, but continue to get back up every single time. They both have full-time jobs, but also have their own podcast called 20-somethings doing nothing, which I highly recommend listening to after this one, of course, and after you listen to my morning show. But if you don't already know Ricky and Jake, and if you don't already love them, you're about to fall in love. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. 
the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. This episode is definitely a little different than most. I've got two guests. I've got Ricky and Jake. Hello. I almost said your names together, which is Rake. Or Jake. Rake. Rake. Jicky. It's our couple name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys host the 20-somethings doing nothing podcast. Yes. Those. That is not your day job. That is just a thing you guys also happen to do. But I know you guys from way more than that. I've known you now for... Between the two of you, it's like six, seven years, I guess. Six, right? Six. Six years. Six years. When I worked for Elvis Duran in the morning show, I was answering the phones. Ricky was one of my interns. And that's when I first met her. She was, we decided you were 20. Yeah, I was 20. Yeah, because I was turning, I remember I turned 21 the second time that I came, like I came back for. Right. The second time, and I turned 21. And Jake, you were an intern at the show. You weren't necessarily my intern, but then you ended up working for the show and getting a full-time job when Anthony and I left to do our morning show in Seattle because you took his job to do video for Elvis Duran in the morning show. Yes. So you two are kind of like the mini Carla Marie and Anthony. You're, <laughs> you're Anthony doing video and the podcast, and Ricky's got like eight other jobs also at the same time <laughs> and doing the podcast. So- Let's talk about your day jobs first, then we're going to get into what you guys do. But Jake, your day-to-day for Elvis Duran in the morning <laughs> show, what is that like? That's always the funniest question that people ask me because there is no answer yep, there's no to a day-to-day. Day. <laughs> Everyone's like, what's a typical day look like for you at work? I'm like, well, I get in at 6 a.m. and have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just every day is something different. You know, whether my main job is to capture the content of the morning show. And then sometimes Greg T will go out, if you're not familiar with the show, he's one of the cast members, he will go out and do something ridiculous on the streets and I'll go out with him. Or we do a lot of work with our sponsors of the morning show, so I'll do stuff with them or go to different locations and do shoots for that. So it really can be any of 18 million different things throughout the day. (laughs) So how many like hours are you at work on a given day? I usually work a pretty normal eight-hour day, depending on the time of the year. Like the fourth quarter... Hmm. Around December, when we have our huge concert every year, Jingle Ball, I'm working 12-hour days every day. But that's because we have a lot of clients and there's a lot of things that I have to do outside of my normal day-to-day, quote-unquote, job. And you guys do the 20-somethings doing nothing podcast twice a week. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you do that to yourselves? (laughs) Because we hate ourselves and we just wanted to give each other more to do. That is like the number one rule. Don't do your podcast twice a week. Yeah. Because that's crazy. It was going so well and we're so serious and passionate about it that- we just decided why not just try it. And we did it as a trial run type Mm. of thing. If it didn't work, we would just stop. But let's see how people react to it. And everybody loved it so much that we were like, wow, we really, we screwed ourselves. (laughs) Because now we have to do it twice a week. So Ricky, then what is your day job at the moment? Okay, yes. So (laughs) I've always had like four jobs at one time. I work with my parents. My stepdad owns a safe and vault company. And I I know, so random, random. nobody really ever understands what it is, but I run all of their websites and I also do like some secretarial work for them because they needed help and I needed extra money. So it just kind of works. And then at night I work for a prep service that Premiere owns, which is part of like the Mm iHeart umbrella of stuff. Yeah. It's like how everyone in radio gets the collective. It's like basically the curated internet. It's everything you need to know if you're doing a radio show to be able to have the best content that people are going to enjoy, the most popular content. So you're kind of like the behind the scenes of getting the content to 
the radio people. Exactly. That's actually the perfect way of describing it. Bam. It's always so hard for <laughs> me to explain to people, especially who aren't in radio, because I'm like, uh, so you listen to people on the radio and you wonder, how do they know what they're talking about? Kind of because of me. <laughs> like, I'm part of that. They yeah. read the things that I'm editing or writing at night, and then they go off of that and make their own topics. Exactly. So you've done that for how long, the topic prep service? Oh, God. Almost five years. That's crazy. And you guys, when did you start the podcast? Oh, I started the podcast in 2016. That's right. Right, So she was doing it for a while without me. Yeah. So Ricky had a different host at the time. And I remember there was like scheduling conflict. And you had called me and you're like, I don't know what to do. In a panic. Yeah. (laughs) So we started talking about different things that you could do. But then how did Jake get in the mix? Because obviously you guys work in this building together. You see each other. You know each other. You're part of this Elvis Duran in the Morning Show Z100 family together, essentially. But when did you two become a co-host situation for the podcast well ricky came to me and said <laughs> he's hey. lying right now and he knows he's <laughs> lying <laughs> no she was doing a, a rotating co-host situation where every week she would have somebody different and once in a while when she couldn't find any anybody better she would ask me to do it <laughs> and then slowly we realized you're that it, ridiculous it was working <laughs> yeah and we vibed really hard together which is a weird thing to think about because normally when i vibe with a girl it's I'm interested in right, But Ricky and I vibed in a way that worked for the podcast Mm -hmm. where we've always been friends, but we've never really been that close. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar. (laughs) So when when I started doing it, it just kind of worked. And then eventually I was like, hey, I would love to do this with you. And she's like, no, I just want to keep rotating (laughs) co-hosts. Oh, you got rejected. I got rejected. You did. But then I kept coming on the podcast. And then eventually (laughs) she's like, hey, uh, remember that idea you had? (laughs) Oh, that's the cutest. The whole idea of the rotating co-host was from you. I don't know if you remember that. Okay. You were the one when I called you in a panic because I didn't know what to do. Because it took me so long to even start the podcast. I always wanted to, but there's all of these questions and fears and is it going to work? How does it work? I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And then the idea of doing it with someone else makes it feel a little less stressful because it's like you have somebody to fall back on. And then I had nobody to fall back on. And I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? I yeah. don't know how to make this work. I can't just talk into a mic by myself. People do That's it, not... but it's scary. Yeah, but I was like, I I know me, and I'm a conversationalist. I can't just talk into a mic and make it interesting. I have to bounce off somebody yeah. else. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was in such like, oh, my God, it took me so long to even do this. What am I going to do? We talked for like an hour on the phone, and you like you calmed me down. And you were like, it's going to be more work. It might be more stressful, but have different people on. It'll benefit you. It'll show that you can work with whoever the heck they give you or like wherever you are, you can do, you can adapt. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to do that. And it was so stressful. <laughs> it it was. was really hard. It's like me finding a different guest for my podcast yeah. every week. Same thing. And at least you were bringing people, most of the time, people that you knew for yes. the most part. This I, Sometimes I'm reaching out to strangers to get a guest on my podcast and I have no idea what I'm getting. This person could be a total flop and not be a conversationalist. Yeah. So it that stress of finding people and planning out and, and scheduling, it's real. Yeah. It is so real. But you, the two of you, I'm sure, even have scheduling conflicts with yes. your schedules and trying to puzzle piece them together. Totally. Yeah, so when we decided to do two episodes a week, we knew that was going to be double the work. You know, you have to edit double the podcast. Yeah. And already we were spending a lot of time, but it, we just kept doing it and never stopped. And what how we do it is we record both episodes on one day. Oh. Because Ricky is not in this building that we that I work in every day. So Where it's the not like are. Right. Yeah. So it's not like, hey, just come down the hall. And we can record. She has to come here from her home. It used to be that way because I used to work upstairs. 
while also still having the night job that I still have. Mm-hmm. So at one point it was really easy. It was just, hey, you have an hour for lunch, come down, we'll record. And it was like, no problem. <laughs> and then iHeart let go of my entire team. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to come into the studio once a week, which really isn't that bad. And it's not that big of a deal. And it's actually my like happy day. Every yeah. Thursday is my fun day because I get my day off of actual work because I this is a job it definitely is I always tell everybody my podcast is a job but I love doing it so it's not work but it's definitely a job because it's taxing (laughs) absolutely but I do want to talk about that a little bit Ricky you came into this industry as an intern knowing you want to be in radio there were not every intern comes in like that it's I want to be in entertainment Mm -hmm. but you like myself and there are like a select few like even Jake I don't think you were needed to be in radio when you were interning or did you want to be i wanted to be but it's i didn't never thought i actually would be okay fair <laughs> statement yeah. but ricky was like this is it this is what i want to do like i'm all in and she interned several times and you and it's such a weird sentence to say and it's going to come out negative but it's not you were rejected <laughs> so many times oh yeah <laughs> and you continued to just keep keep doing it and you did your podcast through all of this i mean you went up for so many jobs on big time morning shows all across the country and you were told no i mean how many times oh god i was trying to think on the way here because i had a feeling you were going to ask me how many <laughs> times and i was like i i don't even know i can't even count the amount of times that i've sent out resumes and demos and air checks and the amount of times that I've been flown places for auditions and the amount of times that I've been told no. I don't even, more times than I can remember (laughs) over the last five years. And this was a quote, I did not making this up. I heard this years ago. It's like, you can get a hundred no's, but all it takes is one yes. Totally. And that one yes recently just happened to you. Yes. So (laughs) without giving too much information, because when we're recording this, it's not officially announced, but you can check Ricky's Instagram because by the time this posts, it may be, it's that chick, Ricky with an I. It better be announced by then. (laughs) Yeah, it better be, right? You just accepted a job to be is it co-host, third mic? What is the role? So it's third mic slash content producer for a That's show. so cool. I'm like really you are excited. going to rock that job. Oh, thank you. But you're moving across <laughs> the country. Yes. Which is something I did. And you're going to be in LA and whatever. But you're leaving Jake. I know. Sad. And you guys don't know if you're going to continue to do the podcast. No, we are. <laughs> Jake so- is so determined <laughs> to keep doing it, which is so nice. I will say one of the reasons I picked Jake is because I could tell that he was all in it with me. <laughs> Sounds like an episode of The Bachelorette. <laughs> or Bachelorette. I got I the rose. It does, all the right sound- <laughs> yeah. it does sound kind of crazy. Like, I picked you. It was kind of more like Jake picked me, though, because Jake is the one that did come to me and said, I want to do this. And I'm just so crazy and so, like, very type A in that way where I have to have control of everything. It took me a while to even let Jake start editing the podcast. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm with you. It is... It is a great trait and a terrible trait. I am the same way. It's like my demise. (laughs) Yeah, it is so bad. But Jake, you have your day job. You're editing video for Elvis Duran in the morning show. You have interns that also do that. Yeah. So you're kind of giving up, you know, right there. If a video comes out and it's not good, it's like, who edited this video, Jake? Right. So you have to hand that over in that way, too, to your interns. Yeah, I mean, that is nice because I determine the process of how things happen. I don't actually get to hire my interns, which sometimes is a big negative. Yeah. You know, like this summer, I have two interns, and I didn't meet them or talk to them before their first day. What? Yeah. (laughs) Which sucks. But then again, I put my faith in the person that hires the interns. (laughs) So, 
you know, the 90s. same person who hired the three of us. Right. Yes. To be interns <laughs> so I have to put show. faith into him. Shout out David Brody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he got to trust him a little bit at that point. Yeah. Right. I mean, he picked us. <laughs> so that was like a decent choice for you two, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. But, you know, I always make sure that before anything is posted or before anything goes out there to the internet that I see it. Yeah. Because nobody knows that my interns are the ones that do a lot of things. I get credit for things, which is great. But then also, you know, my name is on whatever content goes out. So I can't just like Ricky doesn't like didn't like it first when I was editing the podcast. Oh, I used I, to listen to them after he would do them because I wanted to make sure that they sounded like I was crazy. Though, yeah. but, now I don't. Now I just I'm whatever. like, you do you. I trust you at this point. But at the beginning, I was like, I had to listen to it after he would post it. Well, you, but I wouldn't tell him that. <laughs> You put so much into it, you know, you went through a lot with a different co-host, with losing your original co-host. It sucks that if you just hand over the keys to someone and like, F it all up. Oh, hell yeah. You didn't want that to happen. I mean, and luckily with Jake, it didn't know <laughs> what he's doing. But it is scary. And that is something that I go through all the time, especially now that for our morning show, we've added new people to it. Yes. And like, I am completely real in the fact that I have a very hard time handing things over because- my name is literally on that show. And mm-hmm. if something looks bad, then it's going to come back to me or Anthony. I know Anthony feels the same way too. And Anthony's probably so, worse actually than is. you are. <laughs> and when you've got two people like yeah. that, it is terrible. And it's something we're working on. It's been a, a work in progress now for about five years. <laughs> known each other and handing things off. But I mean, the two of us work so well together. We have our roles. You know, he handles everything audio and I handle everything visual. And that's how we've done this. But now adding two new people, it's like, okay, now what? And it's hard. (laughs) But now, Ricky, you're going to go work for a team where those people may have the same issue, but the other way around. They may not want to let you take over some things. And it's going to be quite the process for you to be on the other (laughs) side, I think. Oh, yeah. It's going to take me a lot, I think, because I've always been such a confident person in what I can do. My whole thing, too, through this entire process of trying to ultimately find a job in radio and be on air and in a bigger capacity has been, I just need someone to give me the chance to show them that I can do it. Because in this industry, it's so hard (laughs) to try and get that one shot. And like, really, that's all I wanted is if you just give me the chance to show you, I can prove to you that I can do this and I can do this really freaking well. (laughs) I promise you, you just have to let me. So I know that it's going to be really hard for me and I'm going to have to let them take their own process and kind of you know, however long it takes them to give up responsibilities to me and things like that, I have to kind of just let it go. Kind of like what I did with you, just prove myself. You know what I mean? Come in every day, do the same thing that I do every day and make sure that I do the absolute best that I freaking can and hope that eventually they realize like, oh, okay, like, she can do this or she can take over these things or that, those things. And I want her to have more responsibilities. It is crazy seeing how much you guys have grown. Like you really, both of you came in here as interns, like you, Ricky, knowing you wanted to be in radio. Jake, also knowing you wanted to be in radio. But when I left here, you started doing video and you weren't completely in love with that idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, or am I wrong? No, you were. Because you, you were doing audio. Yeah, I almost time. turned down the video producer job. And you, you never told me that you almost turned it you down. You didn't want to do yeah. it. I had no idea that you almost turned it down. You really didn't know anything about video, right? No, I had a lot of video experience. I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. Nobody had any idea that I had all this video experience. Because you didn't tell us. Like, I started editing videos when I was in middle school. Okay. Well, why didn't you want to do it? I don't think I wanted to do it here. I wanted My original goal when I was going into, into college was I wanted to do television. And that's what I went to my college for, their TV program. And then I started doing radio. 
I started doing my own show and I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. That they gave us complete creative control of what we could do. and At college. You, right, yeah, in college. And you just turn on the mic and you talk for an hour. You do whatever you want to do for an hour. And so it was so much fun putting together the show and, and doing whatever I want to do and having my friends come in and do whatever. It, it was like a podcast before this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it. So then I ended up here interning for Elvis during the morning show, and then I never left yep. six years later. Same. That's my same thing. I interned, and I never left. And then I did. But I never left radio. Right. But you have clearly grown so much in this role. I mean, I see it. If you follow um, Elvis Duran show on Instagram, all of the videos of artists that you see, all the Instagram TV, all the uh, artist performances that go viral, all that, that's Jake. You're the one doing that editing. Yeah. All behind the scenes. And I think that you really... May not have loved it at first, but you jumped in, you harnessed it, and you owned it. Like, you kicked ass at that role, and it wasn't something you loved at first. And it's so weird because we tell people, do what you love. Mm -hmm. You'll never work a day in your life. Follow your passion. That's the whole point of this podcast. It's people working a nine-to-five, but doing the thing they love extra. They're doing extra work just because they love something. And that's kind of what you ended up doing. You were doing video. Maybe you didn't love it completely, but you enjoyed it. It wasn't maybe even the place you wanted to be originally, but you did find a way to do what you love in the podcast. Right. And you've said, how many years did has Jake been doing it? A year and a half? Yeah, a year and a half, I want to say. Yeah, because I started in 2016, and then you came on like eight months oh, later, wow. nine months later, right? Or maybe a whole year later. I don't know. I don't even know, but it has to have been <laughs> at least a year and a half at this point. But yeah. it took some time, and again- Clearly, your podcast is 20-somethings doing nothing. You're in your 20s. The fact mm-hmm. that you guys have figured out a way to do part of what you love or completely what you love in your 20s is huge. I mean, same goes for me. There's people who are way older than us that are haven't even dove into it. They're scared. Right. And the, the wonderful thing about my day job is my hours are 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. You know people can't see your air quotes. Yeah, air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> for someone hours. who works in radio. <laughs> But, you know, I don't usually work 6 to 2. It's it's different depending on whatever day it is. So my hours allow me to do so many other things that I want to do. It allows me to do this podcast. It allows me to go out and work for other, you know, do freelance companies. I mean, do freelance jobs. <laughs> for companies. Right, yeah. do freelance jobs for companies and take what I like doing and do it for fun. You know, and make, you know, obviously I'm, I can make extra money doing freelance things and that's a... But you enjoy, a, yeah. Right, it's a huge motivator, but I love it. And it allows me to do projects that I want to do rather than things that I have to do. Yeah, it makes such a difference. You're really doing the same thing, but when it's something you can really... That's different, first of all, than your day job. You're not just editing a guy jumping around in a half-naked bee costume, <laughs> yeah. which is a real thing yeah. all the time. You do get to have different creative outlets, even though essentially it's the same product at the end but or the same process, but you do get to be creative in different ways ways as a video producer yeah or is that what you call yourself yeah video producer i will say too it's actually really adorable because he gets so excited about certain videos and he like i'll come in and he goes wait watch this like see what i did here and he gets so pumped up to show all of the new things that he does and like learns how to do it's like really adorable to watch because he really loves it he enjoys it somebody asked me once recently why do you do what you do and the story that i told I have not thought of in so long. What is it? I don't know why it came to my mind all of a sudden. So I was in middle school and I had created this video for some sort of open house event or something where there was a lot of people that were going to watch it. (laughs) So I attended the event and was watching people as they were watching my video. And there was one point 
very quickly when the video started that everyone laughed. And I was like, whoa. Like, I just elicited this emotion from, like, 200 people. And it was, I'll never forget the way that made me feel. I It just made me feel so cool that <laughs> I elicited these emotions from so many people at one time. The like, only time hear, he ever felt cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> to hear everybody laugh at what I did was so awesome. And that's how I fell in love with the video. And it's crazy because most people who are in this industry, radio or video, you don't get to see how people react to the content you put out. Right. So at the fact that at an early age you did get that and you got like bit by that bug is different and cool and probably doesn't happen often. But now we do live in this world where we hear from listeners through social media, people who watch videos or listen to your podcast. You see the comments that people say about things. So you do get that gratification. But have you guys done a live podcast? No. Have we you, have not. But have you gone through the process of, like, you talked about, you guys have done a lot of stuff for your podcast that is more than I've done or Anthony and I have done for our podcast. Mm-hmm. We always tried to branch out and make it larger than life type of thing. So one of the greatest things about Jake and I is that we're so good at just bouncing stupid ideas off of each other. Like, we're not embarrassed with each other. So even mm-hmm. if there's, like, a really dumb idea, like, I'll say something, he'll just look at me and go, uh. No. Or he <laughs> says something, and I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> but nobody's offended by that. So we've, through doing that, done so many different things. Like, we had a meetup for our podcast That's at a bar okay. that we made drinks that were named after us. And we had a bunch of people come from, people came from Connecticut, Rhode Island, New York City, New Jersey, like all Philly, all over the place that we never expected to happen, which then led us to be like, oh, we should do a live podcast. We just never got around to it. But you had merch, didn't you? Was it well, I <laughs> Yes, we do have stickers. No, but we don't have anything that we sell. But we, sell, we yeah. did. Okay, so I had a friend make a logo for us. I made a shirt. So I have a shirt that has it on there. <laughs> I made Jake a hoodie and I left the hoodie on the subway. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so it never got to Jake? <laughs> nope. Got to Jake. Do you think there's someone out there rocking this t-shirt? Yeah, 100% because it's a nice hoodie. It's like American Apparel hoodie with our logo. Like, it's a different logo on it than what our normal logo is, but it's our logo. So there's definitely somewhere in New York City that someone's rocking this hoodie and loving his life and was like, wow, got a nice hoodie for nothing. Maybe but, he listens or she <laughs> listens to the podcast. It would be cool if they did. Well, send us a picture because <laughs> I want to see what it looks like. There, there's not even picture proof that it exists. No. <laughs> Merch is still a possibility, though. See, the here's the thing. Everyone, people always go, or people, excuses that somebody uses all the time is I don't have time, which is bullshit. That is a big part of this podcast and the people that I talk to because they've all found time. Right. You mm-hmm. make time. I forget something went viral a long time ago that was like, you have the same amount of time as Kim Kardashian has in a day. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is true. The people that really hustle are just spending more of their day doing the things that led them to wherever they are. And Ricky and I have had so many ideas and tried to do so many things that it's hard to focus on one thing. Yeah. So then, in turn, we keep doing what we, what we do and then don't change our ways. But you're still, it's not that you're doing a bad job at your podcast or you're letting that fall by the side. You're still doing the thing you set out to do. And I have the same problem i come up with all these big ideas or anthony will do the same thing for our morning show comes up with all these ideas and i'm like 
we can't do that until we do this. And he'll say the same thing. We can't do that until we have a really good morning show. We can't give out T-shirts until we want people to be proud of the T-shirts that they're wearing. So there is a process, but having ideas is a great thing. But the time thing you bring up, a few episodes back on this podcast, I had Laura Vanderkam. She, and I highly recommend listening to her episode if you're listening now and you haven't heard it, and you guys too, just Overall, as a great life person, she came on to talk about time. She literally studies time management. Wow. And she has a podcast on iHeartRadio called Before Breakfast. And they're like eight minutes episodes each day you listen to. And it's like a little tip or trick. Ooh. I like life changing. It's been for me. Mm. And she has a timesheet that you can download, an Excel spreadsheet. And you can do it in 15 or 30 minute increments. And you put in what you've done for a whole week. And you like clock your time when you realize the amount of time you spend on doing nothing (laughs) or Instagram. There are times where I sat down. I was like, I don't even know what I just did for the last hour and a half. And it makes you realize I complain about not having time. I'm my problem. No one else is. It's not people asking me to do things. It's me not disciplining myself. Mm-hmm. So it's just a cool thing, and I'm happy you brought that up, Jake, about, you know, find time. You make time. You find it. You can't complain about not having time or being too busy. Busy is not a good thing, necessarily, because she talks about that, how we are mm-hmm. all like, oh, I'm just so busy. If someone asks, how are you? Mm-hmm. Busy's not uh, how you are. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the thing you're doing. Totally. But you have a feeling, and we get so caught up in this world of time, and it's it's a rabbit hole to go down, but it's a lot of fun, and anyone who's struggling with your side hustle or wanting to get into a side hustle, time is not an excuse. One thing that's made me realize how much time I waste in a day, have you ever looked at your screen time on yes, your iPhone? that's a thing we've been talking about also <laughs> on this podcast. I yeah. have 14 hours on Instagram a week. Yeah. Oh, it's mine's crazy. bad. It, it made me realize how addicted I am to social media. Jake's yeah. really messed with him for a while. <laughs> it still messes with me. Same. On that I, note, follow them on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> it's 20s, but it's 20SDN, like 20-somethings doing nothing podcast. So 20SDN podcast. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> so what I do now is at 8 p.m. every day, I lock every app on my phone except for the necessities. So like messaging, mm-hmm. phone. Do you? Is I that an automatic it. thing? Yeah. So Monday through Friday at 8 p.m., my phone locks itself, and I can only text and call people. I love that. I did the... Uh, Give me an hour for Instagram thing and then yes. log it out. But we I'm, tried that and it was so. No, I like what you're doing. Because, <laughs> well, I'm during my morning show. My job is to be on Instagram. That's right, literally yeah. what the social media that I handle for the show. So four hours later, I'm screwed. Yeah. So I like this approach. This is a whole new world. I think. But for me. the difficult part of that is there's still a lot of self control because what you can do is you can click it's ignore tr- limit. Yeah, that's what I do. Fifteen minutes more or so, until end of day. Right. So at night. <laughs> Like Sometimes I'll be, <laughs> <laughs> and it really is. It's an addictive thing. Yeah. You really do get addicted to being on it. So, like last night, I was laying in bed. It was like nine thirty, and I couldn't fall asleep. So I opened Instagram, ignore for fifteen minutes. Yep, it's, it's bad. Like, it is very, very bad. It it's, takes a large amount of self control, and it is hard for us not to give an excuse because there is really no excuse. But it's part of our jobs mm-hmm. to be on social media all the time. There are times that people are yelling at me because they're like, you're on your phone. I'm like, I really just need to answer this really quick. Like, it's going to take me three seconds. I'm so sorry. And I feel terrible. But part of the thing, like we were talking about, listeners can just reach out to you all the time at any point of the day and they expect a response. And I would expect the same thing. And that's kind of like a standard that I've held myself to. So I always want to answer them. And I've actually had multiple people, because for whatever reason, some of my listeners want to ask me advice about things. Mm. And 
I love it and I think it's great. I I'm a hot mess, so I'm like I'm the last person that should be giving advice about anything. But they'll reach out to me and I always say to them, you know, I may not answer you right away, but I promise that I will always answer. Yeah. So Same. there are times where I need to just be like, all right, I need 10 minutes just to like answer these things really quick. But it's not <laughs> when we're answering or posting. It's the scrolling. Oh, totally. Is the problem. There's another thing you can do. I read this whole article and I wish I could really reference it right now. But one of the things is to turn your screen black and white. Like you can invert the colors on iPhone. Huh. Like I forget what it is, but you invert the colors. So the reason phones look the way they look, think about a casino and a slot machine. Colors. Yes. Uh, all bright. Addicting. It tracks you. Your Phones brain. Like. are also addicting. So if you make them black and white, you're not going to be, it's not going to be appealing. And then also turn off every notification that isn't a real person contacting you. Huh. So uh, it's, I guess social media, you could essentially leave on your notifications, but you shouldn't be getting news notifications, which is so hard though. I can't do being that. Being in our world. And especially Ricky, your <laughs> yeah. job is to literally curate Half all of Half of the reason my phone lights up is because I'm getting all news things sent to me constantly. Like I can't not have but that. there are definitely things you can work around like oh, get it all yeah. at once or whatever it may be. Totally. But, yeah, I just refuse to because But phone addiction is real. <laughs> I mute group chats. Oh yeah. Always. Because I can't stand that like stop texting me yeah i actually think i turned off like all sounds on my phone unless it's an alarm too i hate hearing ringtones i hate i even hate when my phone vibrates so now i'm just like whatever it's a brick you can't contact me well so the interesting thing about your podcast well there's many things but the one thing about this podcast, the one thing i think the world of cell phones you know smartphones makes it so much harder for people to do these side hustles it's true because like we were saying, all the ridiculous amount of wasted time that you spend on your phone. And the thing that separates the people that you talk to versus nor- a norm- not a normal person, but like somebody who doesn't pursue their dreams mm-hmm. is that they take the time that somebody would normally watch TV or scroll through Instagram and they do the things that they want to be doing. And the hardest part, even for us, is finding, you know, sometimes finding the motivation to do it. And the mm-hmm. discipline. Right. It's- a lot of people I've talked to will talk about scheduling time and meetings with themselves mm. because you're not, if you have a meeting with your boss, you're going to go to that meeting. You obviously, because you have to go to that meeting, but if you're like, oh, I'll just work on it Thursday night, I'll work on my podcast or whatever it may be Thursday night. Well, if it's not on your calendar, you're probably not going to do it. And so, oh, I say that all the time. If yep. I don't put it there, not yeah. happening. So it's like, okay, this time Thursday, this is a real meeting for my real job, my side hustle or whatever it is. You put it in your calendar. But it's so funny that in this podcast, I always ask everyone, what app do you love in your life that helps you with your side hustle? Or it could be like a mindful app people have told me about. And I ask everyone in every episode. But now I've been having these conversations with so many people where I'm like, I don't want to recommend apps for people. Like this conversation we just had to me is way more beneficial for someone who wants to follow their dream than telling someone a great app to schedule something, a great Instagram scheduler, even Laura Vanderkam, the time management person that I had on, says that she refuses to tell people app recommendations because there's no app that can help you with your time. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's only going to make you be on your phone more. So now I'm like, I don't even want to ask you guys what apps you do. This may be the first time that I do this. Oh, cool. I think, you know, finding (laughs) what once you do something and spend so much time on something, it's because you have the motivation to do it. So what I'm curious from you is what do you find that motivates people the most? Because for me, doing my freelance stuff, the money motivates me. Doing the podcast, there's a lot of things that motivate me. It's it's I enjoy it. It's fun. You know, we make an impact in people's lives. So 
Out of all of the guests yeah. you've had, what do you find is people's biggest motivation? It, a lot of people will say that their, their day job basically funds their side hustle. The mm-hmm. only reason they're at their day job still, because I talk to people who have turned the side hustle full-time job, left the corporate world. The only reason they're at their day job, most of them, there are a handful who enjoy it, are just to fund their side hustle. And the side hustle is often something that you wouldn't do out of college or in college. So, for example, I have a woman who owns her own soap company who's been on here, Missy from Dreamy Suds. She works for an aviation company in Seattle but makes soap at home because she genuinely just enjoys it. It's almost like baking, but you're baking soap Yeah, she sells it. You wouldn't decide in college, I'm going to go hand make soap. Thank <laughs> God for this $100,000 degree that I just <laughs> got. I'm going to go make soap because she just searched the internet. And it's just people who start picking up things that they enjoy doing. And then they're like, well, I can make money off of this. My friend Tatum moves on the very first episode. She's 20. She was 24 when she was on, I believe. Or maybe she's this is right. Yeah, this yeah. is magazine. So Tatum worked in marketing and different things. Was very like back and forth. Didn't know what you want to do, but loved writing. Wanted to be in the magazine world, but doesn't really exist in Seattle. And she didn't love how a lot of these magazines is just crap. All of it. Her whole thing is no Photoshop, no BS, or real women, no Photoshop, no BS. I just effed up the tagline, but it's something like that. (laughs) So she's like, I'm just going to start my own magazine. And she did. So she has a day job and puts out a magazine, a full-blown magazine, four times a year and stresses herself like a maniac, but loves putting it together. Because now she's seeing what you're saying, Jake, the feedback from people who are talking, who write these articles, and it's therapeutic for them these women to tell their stories of abuse or whatever they went through or a positive moment in their life. And then people who read it and are like, my life changed because someone else has gone through this too. And oh my God, there's someone else like me out there. And she does this for $0. She does not get paid by anyone. I think she just got her first ad now just randomly. So she's just doing this because it's an outlet. And that is, I think maybe the tied for this first spot. It's an outlet. It's a place for me to get my creativity out because my day job doesn't let me. But I can't find a full-time job that's going to let me get paid and be creative. But I can sit at home at night and draw, do cards, make soap, or run my own tech company, or open a brewery. Like These are all things that people have done on here. But it's just everyone has their own reason, but it always comes down to, I like it. I enjoy it. I don't do it just for money normally because it's the side hustle. They're doing extra work for it. Totally. You know what it makes me think of? Going to the gym. <laughs> because basically, to get the motivation to get off your butt, get off of the sofa and go to the gym, it's sometimes so difficult. But once you do it yep. and once you keep doing it, you start to change how you feel and it starts to feel amazing. And then you start enjoying going. Yeah, this you know? was me two years ago. And right. I know you recently kind of got bit by this bug too when you finally get into a habit and you're like, oh my God, I do feel good doing this terrible, awful thing. And you're addicted to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's real. Right. So that's the podcast for me is when we first started doing it, I wasn't super into it. You know, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Excuse me. But now. <laughs> this is news to me. But now it's, you know, it's the highlight of my week and I love it. And we get feedback from people Aww. and, you know, people reach out to us and people come to us for problems like Ricky was saying. And I'm like, why are you asking <laughs> us about your problems? I've had listeners make me cry. Oh, yeah. With the things that they have sent to me that I just never even could fathom that I would have some sort of impact like that on anyone ever. Okay, well, and <laughs> you guys are making your podcast also sound like it is like a uh, Dear Delilah type <laughs> thing. Can you explain to people what 20-somethings doing nothing is? Oh, okay. Well, we don't really do anything. 
Okay, Hence that's the, the name. Point. Well, no. <laughs> it's basically the whole reason that I even went with this idea is because I realized that there was nothing really for 20-somethings to listen to. You have radio, which is geared towards right. the demo of like 18 to 35-year-olds, like top 40 radio. And that's what people are going for, but it's all older men that are doing which there's nothing necessarily wrong with no, that you could say, listen i have preached about it maybe if not on this podcast okay i'm like yeah. i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings i always here. say it's old white men yeah okay making great. decisions thank you for young females yes and that always as a young half white half latina mm-hmm. frustrated me because i'm like you're telling me how i should feel about certain things that you have literally no idea what you're talking about and even though there's plenty of great content out there i was like there's no, there's this niche that's just not being filled with anything. So I just want to talk about what it's like being a 20-something because there's so much crap that happens in your 20s and so many things that you experience and things that you may not think that other people are going through, but they are. And that was my biggest thing is that I feel like our generation or like millennials in a lot of ways may feel very lonely in so many things because we were kind of like in the middle of the embrace your emotions, but also suck it up. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we're kind of in that middle point where older than us, it was always suck it up, suck it up, suck it up. Younger than us, it's like feel your feelings. So we were kind of in the middle. And I think that that was a lot of like very confusing for a lot of people in our age range. So I was like, I always had the craziest things happen to me. Mm -hmm. And I've always been so open about everything that's ever happened to me. And my friends always loved hearing my stories and loved talking to me about all the crazy things that happened to me. And they would always be like, you make me feel so much better. My life seems so much better when I listen to you. And like all this stuff that I guess sounds negative, but it made me feel better. Because I'm like, I'm making you feel better. So that's cool. So that's basically what I based the podcast around was my real life experiences of things that I was going through. And I just needed to find somebody else who was willing to talk about their experiences as well. And there was actually a lot of people that were, but within restriction. And Jake then came on. And the great part about him was that his experiences are so opposite of my experiences, which is what makes the podcast work so well. We have so many people who are like, oh, I'm so Ricky or, oh, I'm so Jake or I'm a little bit of both of you guys. Like there's certain things that you say that I agree with, certain things that he says that you agree with. We never agree on anything for the most part. (laughs) That's awesome. It's always opposite thought process on everything. There may be, I think in the entire time that we've been doing the podcast, like three times I can think of that we agreed with each other. And every time it's like, oh my God, are we agreeing? This is happening. (laughs) Like a recent thing that we've been discussing a lot is weddings. Oh God, you sent this. Are you you guys just listening to the My Day Friday podcast <laughs> or our morning show? Stealing your Because weddings are like the defining it's like, wedding we season. Fight over weddings. <laughs> all mm-hmm. of us. All like the whole morning show. We have like full blown, but people those are the topics people love because guess what? We are all going to weddings. I'm going mm-hmm. to one tomorrow as mm-hmm. we as we record this. So yes, it is wedding season. But yeah. The crazy thing is that Ricky and I are at the age where our friends are just starting to get married. Mm-hmm. I have never been to a wedding. Without my family. What? Yeah. <laughs> so when I, I still, I don't, I mean, the only one that I have planned is my boss's wedding in September. I'll be there. Yep. Elvis's wedding. So, you know, the big, the big question that we've had, what the heck do you get for a gift? And if you're getting money, how much money are you supposed to give? Are you in the wedding party? Are you not in the wedding party? Do you give a better gift if you're really close to the person? So many questions that we've just never had to deal with. Do you want to know what I do every time I have to go to a wedding? Yeah. I call my parents and ask them how much money I have to give. (laughs) So it doesn't change if your parents are there or not. Yeah. But I'm going to this wedding tomorrow. 
with my parents. And this has now turned into a life podcast. And that's fine. That's what Side Hustlers is about. <laughs> People in their lives. My parents, I called them. I was like, how much do I have to give? Like, I'm not, I'm at that point now where I don't, I'm not on their card. I yeah. live on my own. I get my own invitation. So yep. they give their gift. I give mine. My sister and her boyfriend give theirs. But my mom's like, and I have no problem saying this. She's like, you need to give like $150 because people in the, on the West Coast right now just died. Because yes. on the East Coast, we give money for weddings. On the West Coast, they come with gifts. And that's fine. We're different. But it's so weird when if someone from a West Coast comes to an East Coast wedding, imagine showing up to a wedding with a present in New Jersey. Right. <laughs> How bizarre would that be? It is kind of bizarre. I don't think I've ever... But my mom was like, seen like a table with like gifts right? or anything. It's always the, the card thing. Yeah. And my parents like, you're an adult. You're 31 years old. Like, this is the amount of money you have to give to cover your plate. And it's $150. Which is rough. Yeah. And I freaking <laughs> flew here. Yeah. Right. And yeah. there's, but you're right. There are, there's a wedding calculator website. A, uh, is it really? A wedding gift calculator. I did this in What's Trending forever ago on Elvis Run in the Morning Show. And there's you put in like, how well you know the person? Are you bringing a no date? Way. Yeah, there's And there's a few different ones and they'll generate a little different, but it's fun to play around with. Check it out and then talk about it on your podcast. That's smart. <laughs> but those gonna... are the things that we talk about is like everything that it. we go through. Date, dating, we always talk about dating. Yeah. We went through the whole, <laughs> my entire relationship, my current relationship has gone through the podcast like everything and anything that's ever happened I've talked about that's awesome and more times than not it's also so funny too because it's the things that you think are like oh my god this would only happen to me that are the most people are like oh, oh my god this happened to me or my best friend or whatever and like I'm so glad I'm not the only one and that was a whole point of this podcast was like creating a community and we really did create it's a cool. community it's so wild like we have a Facebook fan group where everybody oh, connects that's and we're not a part of yeah, we're, what? We, Jake won't be a part of it, so I can't be a part of it. So Somebody neither of us else, are on there. One of our listeners <laughs> created it, and it's where they can talk and do their own thing. So you don't even know what they're saying about nope. it. Nope. And they want us to be a part of it, but I said no. I know uh, they need to have their own space where they can talk about us, good or bad. <laughs> That's cool. I've wanted to do that for a while, but I don't think it makes sense. I would probably do it as the Carlin Renancing Network as a whole. So, and all of our mm. podcasts together, when our co-hosts start doing their own podcasts, it would be one big group for all of that. And it makes sense because if someone is in there, say, listen to side hustlers, but don't listen to something else, maybe they'll start listening yeah. to something else. So, just a thought as you guys grow and do different things, <laughs> maybe you should be a part of it and get people in there. But- yeah, having a network and having that support system is super cool. Yeah. And it makes doing just, what you do twice a week extra for no money on top <laughs> of your day job feel well worth it. Right, because if it's yeah. just Ricky and I talking into a microphone twice a week or we do it once a week, but for hours and then never right. hear any feedback, we just talk. Like, I can call her. We can have our own conversation. <laughs> so basically, radio years ago. Right. Yes. I mean, people called. Which yeah. we don't know now. But. So that's that's what makes it fun is interacting with people. And that's... What keeps me going for all of my side hustles is finding what makes it fun, you know, because it doesn't feel like a job at that point. And I, Ricky said this is a job. I don't consider the podcast a job. Like, oh, it's a job. I do a <laughs> I lot love of, that you have opposite, <laughs> right? Always opposite, like, but I, it's a job. I do a lot of stuff for the podcast, and so does she. So it should be considered a job, but I don't see it as a job because I love it. It's like extra credit. <laughs> It sounds, it sounds so corny. I'm like, I'm just not working because I love it. But it's just so true. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and there, I'm sure there are things that you're like, oh, I don't want to sit here and listen to this audio and edit it because right. that's what I hate doing. That's why I have someone to do it for me. Yeah. But yeah, I do. I spend all this time every week doing my podcast because I love, love hearing people's stories. And then people getting motivated by their stories like gives me joy. 
And like, yeah, I really definitely. does. And then I connect people with each other and they branch out and then they start creating. It's the coolest feeling. So I completely get it. And I'm glad people are listening to this right now and hearing your story because I'm so excited for the two of you. Like, you have no idea when I was, and I hate saying when I was your age because it was like five <laughs> years ago, but my life is so different now. Yeah. So different. Which means yours is most likely going to be so different. I'm excited to like watch you guys go through this journey because, I mean, you know, you've seen my life change over five years and you've got what I think is the best coming for both of you. Well, and I'm so excited. Uh, thank and thank you. you guys for, we recorded this on a Friday. So thank you for taking a <laughs> Friday to sit with me. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Yes. Uh, people can go listen to that episode. It's 20 somethings doing nothing on iHeartRadio, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. But go follow these idiots. <laughs> 20s 20SDN podcast, but then you can follow Ricky. It's that chick Ricky with an I or Jake the producer. <laughs> and go comment on his last photo and say, Baby God. Jake. <laughs> Baby you Jake. knew that was coming. <laughs> that is the nickname I gave him when he started Baby Jake and it oh. has stuck. So Jake the producer and go comment, Baby Jake. Guys, I love you. Thank you. Love Thank you. you so much. Thank you for having us. Of course. Thank you, as always, for listening to Side Hustlers. Please support my little babies. I love them. Ricky and Jake, they're the best. I'm so proud of them and everything that they have done. You can listen to their podcast, 20-somethings doing nothing on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow them. It's 20s20SDN podcast. I know we've gone over that a lot, but give them a follow. Reach out to me, sidehustlerspodcast at gmail.com with questions, concerns, any guests you think I should have on, questions I should be asking the guests. I seriously love to hear from you. So reach out to me there. And again, still trying to do that random episode every week where I talk about whatever you want me to talk about. But if you don't email me, I can't do it. So reach out, sidehustlerspodcast at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep hustling. The weekly podcast that started it all. They just wanted to have fun as they dreamt of one day having their own morning show. And now they do. But the tradition continues every Friday. My Day Friday with Carla Marie and Anthony. Available worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Kick off your weekend with Carla Marie and Anthony. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.